0: To the Immersive Tribe Podcast. We are doing something a little bit different for you today and we are going to try and do this every month. We're doing a roundtable of the new technology. Specifically today, we're going to be speaking about the Apple event that happened later this week. I'm here with Andy Nye. Hello. I'm here with Drew, who is the lead programmer.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: At Moon Studios. And I'm also here with Kieran. Hello who is also a programmer at New Moon Studios. So we're all up to date on the latest technology. We've all watched the Apple event. Andy, what did you think of it? First impressions?
2: I think we need to take a moment to recap all of the things that that their announcements mean for immersive tech. Right there, that was that done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it, It felt like there was a lot, a lot of stuff that was promised and expected. And I think... Their leaks, their, you know, leaks in inverted commas, uh, made me feel like there was something missing, like they're keeping something back that's going to absolutely just floor me. And I'm still waiting. And you're like, watching all the big news in 102 seconds, uh, it was underwhelming for me.
0: I thought the actual presentation was actually quite nice. Like, looking at it, it, I felt like what they they done was take lots of different applications and incorporated it into the phone, or into the watch. So I thought that was quite impressive, because this is technology that is coming as standard now, rather than having to download lots and lots of different apps. They're standardising.
3: Is that such a positive thing, though? I mean, you'd rather... I mean, it's good for the, the dumb user, as such, in abbreviations, but for the people who are lose storage and things on the phone... Um, they are upgrading the storage, but with all them built-in apps, if you're not using them, then it does take up more space.
0: It's true, but I think you buy the iPhone or you get the Apple Watch because you want that experience of having these if you need them. So I think that the main target seemed to be the fitness.
2: Yeah, that was the theme of this announcement, wasn't yes. it? it? Very heavily leading towards the fitness, which, um, I don't know, for people who know me probably realise that I, that's not a big area for me. <laughs> <laughs> should be, but isn't. Um, I think um, we've speculated on whether the, the next announcements that they have will have a different theme and maybe they're holding stuff back for that. But I think this time it was an evolution. The, there weren't any massive surprises for me. It was kind of the next step of what they've already announced, wasn't anything that to me seemed revolutionary. It was just it's bigger or it's got more storage or it's got better color uh, accuracy. It was just those kind of, for me, quite small steps forward rather than what people are expecting. I think lots of people are saying when is the big seismic shift coming from Apple? With all of the acquisitions they're making, it just feels like they could and probably should be making some massive change that has the same impact as the iPhone did when it first arrived and it's been a long time coming.
0: What were you expecting?
2: Looking at what they've patented recently, I think me and probably a lot of other mixed reality nerds have been waiting for some wearable tech from Apple and I'm still, maybe I'm over expecting here but I don't really see like smartwatches as that exciting a piece of wearable tech. I think it was
1: rumoured since like last year though, wasn't it, that the so some form of glasses was going to come out from Apple and then since then they've acquired more companies and then still we're waiting for stuff.
2: Yeah, am I, am I expecting too much for them to be like hinting at what they're going to do? Because obviously then they won't, they'll acquire all the right companies and then just drop it, like a mic drop moment, but... Uh...
1: Yeah, because I'm not sure which event they announced announce that, whether they announced it at WWDC as like a developers thing or whether they'd announce it as a consumer product like
2: first I suppose that's an interesting isn't it because yeah. ARKit makes sense to re- talk to developers about that first yeah because they're going to make the content that makes Apple look good um, I suppose you're right it's actually if you announce wearable tech to consumers when you haven't told developers about it it's going to be Having a console with no games to play. Yeah,
1: you're going to have nothing to show for it, or you have nothing to yeah. show on it.
2: That's interesting.
3: I think typical iPhone fashion, though, is I think they would keep it behind doors a little bit. Um, maybe choose a few developers they can trust, build some actually decent software examples, because as soon as they release it to developers, it's going to leak to the consumer. So yes. you can't keep them both apart. You need to yeah. have them good things to show before it's actually out there in the first place.
2: And I suppose we know. <laughs> careful as people are, somebody will leave it in a Costa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe they With are. With all the branding on.
1: And I say maybe they are just trying to build up their AR apps on the app store before they release anything, so they've got something, like they've got a reason for consumers to buy the product.
2: Yeah, I suppose if you've got AR content, it kind of doesn't matter if it's in a handheld device or on a wearable. You can yeah. build that pretty easily. I suppose. Maybe I am, like, I'm expecting too much from Apple considering a year ago they and Google redefined what mixed reality was on mobile. Um, that was a massive moment.
1: It's like, yeah, we had the hardware from Microsoft with the HoloLens and then we had the hardware from Google even before that with the Google Glasses, but now, like, the software is caught up in the APIs and stuff, and then we're still not seeing any new hardware coming from that.
2: I think it's interesting that you highlighted one of the examples that they had, which was AR gaming and point out how easy that would have been to do, even six months ago, or we could have yeah. done it with Euphoria five years ago. We could have had that kind of gaming content, and it just hasn't arrived to the point where Apple can release something as a demo and go, look, we've we've created this revolutionary thing, even if it could have been made five years ago. I'm just curious as to why... I mean, we didn't make anything like that five years ago, but nobody else really did either. I think people started making... AR gaming content, and it just didn't get any traction.
0: Has it not been affordable, though, um, in the way Apple have repackaged it, let's just say? So with the HoloLens, um, I think it was Minecraft that you could play, and that was out a couple of years ago. That was a multiplayer game where you could essentially just play Minecraft on the table in your living room. But that no one's going to buy that, really, unless you've got lots of money and you're really into Minecraft. Yeah. But Apple have just made it better for the consumer.
2: Yeah, I suppose that's right, that you're not going to spend nearly £3,000 on a HoloLens to play Minecraft unless you really love Minecraft. Yeah. I'm sure there are some people, but that's not their target demographic. Um, I suppose the other side, and I've only really just really thought about this, getting people to download an app is friction. Getting people to then print out an image and put that on a coffee table is more friction. And I suppose that's why we haven't seen marker-based tracking used for gaming, because people would yeah. download the app and gone. I don't want to have to print out a marker to play this game. Whereas AR kit lets you just pick any horizontal surface with enough detail, and that's your gaming area. I suppose that's why five years ago this wasn't practical, but today people could be making massively multiplayer AR games. Yeah,
3: pretty much. It is interesting to see that Apple are actually getting interested into games more though. I mean, we did have rumors in the past that they are making games consoles, which never came anywhere. And now is there is all these rumors about where this AR is going, and the fact that they're actually bringing in a game with that, it seems like these rumors are sort of actually intertwining and coming together actually, mm. which does give us some interest about what's happening in the future. This conference really did focus on hardware, but we haven't known much about the software, there's a whole new OS coming out, I don't think we heard enough about that either, so I think we've got yet more to come, I think this was a sort of really, really nice looking sales pitch to the customers, I think that's what's basically
2: going on. That's
0: yeah. what Apple does best though. Oh it is, I mean,
2: yeah. people always say, I want a website like this, when I used to do websites they'd go, I want a website like this, and they just send me the Apple website, and they go, well, <laughs> they don't have to try that hard, because their products look amazing, you can photograph any Apple product and just put that little reflection effect on it, and it just looks awesome. If you want a website like that, make sure your product looks like that, and then you don't have to design anything around it. I think it's what you're saying about iOS 12. I just want an operating system from them that works faster. I think everything that comes with a new version of iOS, I mean, ARKit notwithstanding, because that's awesome, well worth upgrading. I'd love every version of their OS to come with something that important and that impactful and that make me slightly less bitter about having to throw away my last generation phone to get the new one just to make the operating system run the way it's meant to. I mean, you are seeing with Android, however, as well. The The big software
3: updates aren't usually so significant. We are getting like, AR built in, like AI built into the battery usage and things, which is is new and it's moving forward, especially building the AI. This is the stuff I'm expecting to come from the Apple one as well. They are building. Uh, the battery life now lasts an extra hour and a half longer, I believe.
1: I think that's on the max model, yeah. So I think yeah. it's like 30 minutes. Um, yeah. But I think don't think that's anything to do with software either. I think it's just to put a bigger battery in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not doing the same kind of like stuff that Google are doing, I don't think.
3: But at least they are listening to consumer, because yeah. that is yeah. one of the most heard things about uh, people who own iPhones. It's, I want longer battery life. And at least that's in there, and it yeah. is something to highlight. And Google are going about it in their own way, I and mean, I see that Apple are going about it as well.
2: So, so as they are delivering what people want, just, I think I'm getting stroppy because they're not delivering what I want. <laughs> they're, they're not listening to me. Um, and I suppose the, when they're looking at immersive tech, they're seeing a fast-moving field. Mm. They're seeing Oculus redefining what, AR, sorry, what VR is, you know, with a two hundred pound self-contained VR headset, I can see where they might be going, Well we're not gonna get into that market because that's so well established now. Does anyone see Apple I making they, any strides in VR? Because they seem to be ignoring the fact that it exists and focusing on AR.
1: Yeah, the only thing they've done at the minute is it allow you to develop on the Mac with the Vive, isn't it? I think, in terms of VR and that's mm-hmm. as far as they've gone, but obviously no hardware has been rumoured or anything yet.
2: It's always interested me that with the Apple Watch, they've got a little control surface there that would actually work pretty well. Rather than having a separate controller anywhere, you've got something on your wrist that you could use to control any AR, VR, mixed reality experience. And you know where it is, you can feel it. You're not having a grasp for a controller anywhere. I just wonder why they haven't. Or oh, maybe they are. Maybe behind the scenes they're looking into how to use the Apple Watch as some kind of amazing
0: I was wondering about that controller. because they did the trip in the fall presentation. Yeah, so which is gesture recognition, isn't it? Yeah, it's gesture recognition. And then they've also um, done it for the basketball as well, which I thought was quite impressive, where it measures statistics. And as someone who loves statistics, I was very, very happy to see that because I think it will um, help... A, a lot of sporting industries but I do think that they are preparing for the future I think that these are micro movements to prepare for the future and they'll be collating data monopolizing the market getting all these statistics going through Apple and then they're just going to give us some mic drop moment where they go oh and by the way we now have now created an x-ray machine and you don't have to be inside an x-ray machine you just scan the phone over your body and you can detect what's wrong with you they'll do something like that yeah.
2: i think i'm just waiting for that sort of hoverboard moment where i get the wearable computer that i've been talking about for 20 years i just want a lightweight pair of glasses so I wear glasses anyway it'd be very nice if they had additional functions mm. and something that just Didn't look as awful as Google Glass, but actually gave you practical, useful information. And it just feels like they've got all the ingredients and they're just like waiting and waiting, keeping us, waiting for that hoverboard and wearable technology moment.
0: And you wanted it in this event.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seems like they're waiting until they they can make it thin and light though. That's the main game, isn't it? And currently they're pretty bulky, so...
2: That's true. I mean, as someone used to wearing glasses anyway, I mean, I've looked at what uh, Epson have done with their latest glasses and they weigh next to nothing. I mean, if you're wearing them all day, you'd probably eventually feel that yeah. weight. When you put them on and using them for like a, an enterprise use, if you like, you're not thinking, oh my God, this is breaking my nose. Whereas the, the Epson first generation was massive massive, heavy, and didn't do very much. And in two, three years, they've gone from that slightly 80s-looking model to something that, you know, it looks like an odd fashion choice, but it's reasonably lightweight. Yeah. And Leanne mentioned the is it Snapchat glasses. Yeah. I keep getting confused with Snapchat and Instagram.
0: No, Snapchat glasses.
2: Um, but they've actually got a pair of glasses that take photographs, and they're light enough to be wearable. And I mean, I couldn't carry them. I couldn't get away with them, but...
0: But you're not the demographic I'm not the dem- either.
2: Yeah. But they look like a pair of glasses. So it's it's doable. And I think especially if you take the, uh, the power supply and all of the, the grunt of the processor out of the glasses and put them into something like a, the size of an iPhone, for example, yeah. and you pair it with Bluetooth, you know, they it, it wouldn't have to wait a ton. I
3: think the thing is with iPhone is, well, that iPhone just Apple in general... Yeah is they don't have to be that innovative company. They just have to be the company that does things right. Like you never get any of the products and there's never a problem with them as such. Uh, You're never struggling with the software or the hardware, but they're never never pushing forward either. But by not pushing forward, they're not having the failures. I don't know if that's a positive thing or a bad thing about iPhone and every other Apple product. Is they were going to be reliable or are they going to be innovative? There's yeah. really one chance at the other. They kind
1: of wait for the industry to mature enough before they dive in, don't they, Yeah.
2: for the most part? I suppose when you look at a company like Google that pretty much is in everything, they're constantly researching, they're constantly pushing forward, and quite openly, I think, mm. and openly failing. I mean, Google Glass, I don't think they would call it a failure internally because it's still been used in enterprise, but it was a very public shaming if you like and nobody wants to go first nobody wants to be mocked for taking that step and Google, to give them their due they took it on the chin and there will be a Google Glass 2 and I think if there hadn't been Google Glass there wouldn't have been HoloLens necessarily as quickly
1: I didn't know if the Google Glass failed because of hardware though or because of the privacy concerns with it I think was that not the main issue
2: I think my opinion is it failed because of hype because they called it an augmented reality wearable device. And when I think about that, I think, content will be across my whole field of view. Yeah. And before we even started looking at this tech, and before that came out, I think that's what everyone thought, that you would be convinced that if you had GPS instructions, they would appear in your view. Whereas the Google Glass gives you a very small viewable window over one eye, so it's monoscopic. So it automatically, it's not a solid, it's not a very large display area, but none of that was really communicated very well. I think if you tell people exactly what it's going to be like, and then show them, rather than you know sort of letting people's imagination run riot, and then you deliver something that can't possibly live up to.
1: Yeah, that. I think they've all done that, haven't they? Because I think Microsoft was the same, and so was um, the Magic Leap, which came out. It was just overhyped.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the Magic Leap. I remember seeing videos, and going, "There is no way it can be that good." Do you see the video where the I think a blue whale splashes up out of a basketball court and the audience are there going, Wow. Yeah. None of them wearing headsets. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at that going, Well that looks astonishing. And obviously from the person who's taking that shot, they could be wearing a headset and seeing that content. But I would not explain why all of these hundred people are losing their minds <laughs> over this. And that straight away you look at that you can't help but think, Well that's hype. Yeah. If you know about AR, you go, Well, that's not realistic. That's an, artist, an artistic impression like taken beyond yeah. the realms of artistic license. And even some of the first demos, they had this great first-person shooter thing in an office where someone was grabbing a virtual pistol and it was mapped perfectly to their hand and they were shooting these robots that were coming through the wall. And it looked astonishing. And if they delivered that, I would be, I'd be basically stocking those things up now. I'd be buying them hand over fist because everyone would want one come Christmas. And because it's not that, and they did get billions of pounds, I think it's hard not to feel a little disappointed in what they've delivered. I
1: think but if they're aiming to, like, trying to push games as well as their main medium, like, I think that's kind of a disappointing thing. Because if you look at the HoloLens, at least they're pushing Enterprise, and, like, this can help you with your day-to-day job. And that's what I think AR glasses should be, kind of like the watch, is it should be about, like, helping... So, like, you can use Google Maps in your glasses or something. Like, that's what it should be about. Whereas, like, yeah, if all these, like, marketing campaigns are Magic Leap, it's basically, like, look, you can do games in AR, but it's, like, people haven't said they wanted games in AR. like.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and I think that is what Apple do quite well. They get a feel of the market, and then they go towards what people want. So when... So I was looking down all the YouTube comments, and people are saying, take my money. And I'm thinking, well... There's nothing out there that you can't really get via app form anyway. I mean, there were some standout moments, but you can get a lot of the technology already. I just found it really interesting that people were willing to, to say, take my money when there were things already out there. But I think it's because they, they are listening to what people want. They're, they're listening to what the consumer wants, and then they're delivering.
2: I suppose that's the thing. The consumer doesn't know that they want wearable augmented reality
0: you do
2: I, I do <laughs> and, and I'm disappointed that.
1: why do you want it though what is the main reason
2: um, I think because I've been working in that field so long and I wear glasses I think having seen Google, Google Glass and being excited about the possibilities and being so let down by the practicalities of what it can really deliver I think when we get to the point where wearable computing is a the thing there's so many uses for it it's kind of Thinking about all the possible applications.
1: And you said, What would be your killer app like? What would make you go out and buy like a £3,000 Apple AR glasses
2: kit? Like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would have to be a bit more affordable than yeah. that. But it's, I think um, I had this conversation about 20 years ago with somebody who said, Why would anyone ever want a wearable computer? What's the point? I said, Do you ever do networking? Do you not have someone come up to you and go, All right, mate, how's it going? I haven't seen you for ages, and you have no idea who that person is. If you could have facial recognition, you could have someone walk up to you and instantly you've got their LinkedIn profile in your peripheral vision and you can go, oh, all right, Dave, good to meet you. How's it going in your new job? You've been in there, what, three months? You seem like a genius instead of a total doofus, which is yeah. what's happened to be in many networking events. I'm left going, I don't know who you are. I can't continue this conversation. I mean, that's a very trivial, trivial use. But if you think about... Um, putting together a Lego set, if you could actually have little augmented reality Mm -hmm. instructions over the top so you know exactly how to put it together, or if you're doing car maintenance, instead of looking at a tiny little grainy photograph of a Haynes manual and going, this isn't the right section, I've now got to skip back seven sections to figure out how to take out all the other bits that are hiding the part that I want to maintain. If you can automatically have that overlaid, any task you're doing, You've Jamie Oliver in your inner ear every time you go to try and do anything with you cooking and, you know, you go, you know, don't
0: slice it. You can get that with your phone, though. You can scan markers and videos pop up or a, a, a hologram. I mean,
1: that's what kind of like the whole uh, Siri and Google Assistant are doing quite well as well, are they? Stuff like that with recipes and...
2: Yes, you out but until they're actually beaming a holographic genuine all over in oh, yeah, kitchen. Oh yeah, I mean, not asking for much.
0: So it might be worth just going round a, the round table, saying what the standout moments were after watching the Apple event.
1: I don't have a standout moment. I don't think there's anything particularly special about it. I mean, it was nice to see some more um, AR stuff when they got Tad Howard on to show uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, I think it was. And then... Um, home court basketball app I think that was really cool but in terms of the hardware I think it was a disappointment but it was just an incremental upgrade of the iPhone and the Apple watch really so there's nothing really to get excited about
3: I actually quite like the watch um I know it's not exactly innovative and most people won't get what they need out of it but that really just instantly puts them to the high levels of um, sport watches and exercise watches which I believe is the best thing smart watches actually do nowadays and there are good things out there like the Garmin's for example but with Apple and the amount of people that buy their products, they've got the biggest market research that any of a company could get so their heart rate monitoring, their gesture monitoring, they're all stuff which could help further and further throughout the watches and I think it's going to be really good for them And I I think it's a really good market to get into because the only thing smartwatches can do nowadays is your health benefits because that's the only thing people care about. That's the main reason people
0: care Yeah, my friend actually bought a smartwatch when they first came out and the amount of phone calls, text messages that she used to miss before and then as soon as she got a smartwatch she could reply in meetings without being too rude, really. Mm -hmm. And she'd reply via text message to any... Anyone that messaged her, or she'd know any kind of missed phone calls and that's because she was wearing the watch and it, her activity actually increased because of it. But I think focusing on the fitness with the smartwatches, I think you're absolutely right. That is what they do, the smartwatches. If they're not doing the fitness on top of the phone calls and the text messaging, yeah. it's not going to work. They have, That's what they have to do.
3: Exactly. Most people I know is they either own a fitness watch or they own the iWatch mm-hmm. I mean they're the only two pe- things I've seen people see like the Fitbits are very popular for example I'm wearing one now and it's because it's got that heart rate monitor on it so if you did want to go out for a run of things you got the information and now Apple have probably the most innovative one of most smartwatches if all the smartwatches out there which for anyone who actually wants to do sport they're suddenly going to go yeah I might actually get that new iWatch and you're bringing in a whole new market
0: yeah. Mm.
2: How
0: about you, Andy? What did you think? I think I have to agree
2: the watch is the most exciting bit of tech that they were showing off. And I think it now does what I kind of expected it was going to do in the first place. It's got up to that level where it is cellular, so it will take calls, whereas before it felt like it was a, a secondary interface to your phone. I think the fact that it's now relatively standalone mm. gets it to where the Android smartwatches were um, around the same time. So yeah, I think it's quite exciting. This idea of gesture recognition. That you can actually do advanced tracking of the position of the phone, of the watch and potentially use that as a secondary interface further down the road. But yeah, I think I would now think of buying one, whereas in the past I've always thought, well, for the price compared to the functionality, it was always a bit steep, whereas now I would, I would probably think about it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like the design of the watch. The fact... I, I did like the pictures too. I like the fact that you've got a pocket camera, which... They've always, like the, the camera's been okay before, but the fact that it is that little bit better, I think it needed to improve. Because Samsung's camera is so good compared to the iPhone and what it can do in the terms of video. So it, that needed to be brought up to standard too. So it's really good that, I suppose, Android is setting the standards for a lot of the technology and Apple are bringing it up to standards, plus going that little bit further, so incorporating the gaming. I'm a bit worried, though, in the games industry that they're setting a standard now for gaming. So when you watched the game with the light that was bouncing off the sword, and you were going through the caves, and it looked really beautiful, but from a consumer point of view, that if I was was in a business and wanted to purchase a game from a development company for my business, I'm a little bit worried that they've set a a mobile phone standard that everybody's going to expect that for very, very little money.
2: I think that's been set for a while. I think when Infinity Blade came out, it absolutely changed people's perception of what you could do on mobile. But I think it's choosing the right visual style for the right demographic. At the same time, as you've got content like that, you've got the rise of the hyper-casual games, where it's very simple, very stylized, um, and the gameplay is quite compelling. I think that's the thing. Not everyone wants to go towards photorealism. We talked earlier about if you have well-done, stylized characters, they can be as engaging as a photoreal character without having that uncanny valley effect where the more realistic something is, the more you notice the imperfections. Whereas if you're aiming for a stylized, cartoony impression, it, no one can say you've got it wrong. Because it's not perfection, it's your own brand of imperfection.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't think, like
3: again, I, I, I don't think it's so important when it comes to games. Um, first, I don't think Apple's put enough into games to really set up. I think they do set a bar across uh, a lot of industries, simply because everyone likes competing with Apple. I mean, people just like being better. And that's, that's sort of a good thing to have. They might not be the fastest or have the best screen or the best camera, but people will say, oh, it is better than the iPhones. And that is something that everyone competes for. But going back to the games, I mean, there's things like World of Warcraft, which definitely don't have photorealism. It, it's very cartoony gameplay, if anything, but it's a gameplay that everyone's still playing so many years down the line. And yeah, they're if anything, they're setting the bar for what games really should be aiming for. And things like The Witcher, which it is beautiful, is not as good as other things we've seen. But just because something is beautiful, you really need to build a lot in there as well. And Apple, should be, they might be going towards graphics, but they really should be focusing more into games, I think. I think they could really bring out some, <clears throat> some good software out there.
1: I'm sorry. What are you saying about The Witcher?
3: Are you saying yeah. The Witcher is a terrible game? No, no. I'm <laughs> saying Witcher is a, a, a fantastic game. I'm saying that it's it's beautiful. I'm saying that it's functional. It's it is one of the best games created, and that really should be a bar. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a very high bar, but a bar nonetheless. And I'm saying it's not for realistic. The graphics could be improved here and there. But overall, you're still still in the forest, watching the sunrise and thinking, that's absolutely stunning. And you don't care about them le- in little imperfections. You're thinking, this is a stunning game no matter what.
2: But then you wouldn't look at Doodle Jump and go, well, that's not quite Witcher 3, is it? Yeah, but I've spent it's... so many hours on Doodle Jump. <laughs> I, think I think it, hours. I think <laughs> it totally depends. And you, just because you can make things super realistic doesn't mean you should. And you know, there's so many really good games out there that don't even try to aim for photorealism. I think my point was on a budget. If you're trying to go for photorealism on a budget, if you're not a AAA or a double studio, why bother? You might as well go for something that's actually just got character and charm. Mm. You know, if, if you think about Pokemon's not photoreal, but people absolutely love it. Yeah. You know, retro gaming is still as popular as anything else, and it's pixel art.
0: So, mm.
2: and that's not going anywhere.
0: No, I think it's been some really good points, um, especially because everybody's been waiting for the Apple event. They did a really big launch around it, and it's interesting to see what people think about it. What did the listeners think? If you want to drop us a tweet, you can tweet us at The Immersive Tribe. You can also send us a message on newmoonstudios.co.uk and subscribe to The Immersive Tribe on Facebook too. That was Drew, Andy and Kieran that joined me today. We did something a little bit different. We will see you next week.
2: See you later. See you later. Bye.